Begin to notice your breath. Don't change it. Only notice it. Notice any sensations in your body without feeling judgment or the need to alter them. And take a second to breathe through a moment of calm. Now take an intentional deep breath in and exhale all the chaos. I'm Sanjoria Sidnor, a yoga mama, your host, and owner of Our Families Doing Yoga. I invite you to join me for tea as we explore topics involving parenting, families, health, and well-being. You can't pour from an empty cup, so prepare to fill yours. You're listening to Tea with a Yoga Mama. Hello, and welcome to Tea with a Yoga Mama. I am your host, Sanjoria Sitnor, and it's still Black History Month, so Black Tea is again my choice for the recording of this episode. If you've been following me on any platform, then you know that I am a huge advocate for families. And while children are a very important part of many families, so are others, including mama. Today's episode might ruffle a few feathers, and some may strongly disagree. But I'm speaking from my experience as a mother, my observations as a home visiting professional certified in child development, and a friend to many other moms. I actually struggled with whether I wanted to share on this subject, but when I saw a social media post implying that saying be careful to children is harmful because it projects fear, I decided I had had enough. Don't get me wrong. The author of the post made some good points, suggesting that instead of saying be careful, tell the child what to do instead. Instead of be careful, say, hold on tightly, watch your step, etc. And if my brain allows me to remember this at an appropriate time, I will. But if I never say anything other than be careful, I will not choose guilt over grace. I will be kind to myself knowing that I am still a good mother. I want to be clear when I say that these suggestions for Ways parents can be more conscious, gentle, loving, and positive are not the controversial part for me. What I'm pushing against is how these recommendations come off more as obligations than helpful to parents that are working daily to survive, keep kids alive, maintain day-to-day tasks, all while trying not to F up their children. Just because the post... I read was well-meaning doesn't mean that it was helpful. So just before that post, I read one telling parents not to ignore behaviors because it teaches kids that we can't handle their big emotions. But guess what? Sometimes it's necessary. You as a caring parent make that call. 
If you can't summon the mental energy to find a better way to say no to your child in the heat of the moment and decide to simply say, mommy said no, and I'm all done. Maybe you follow up with, I'll be here when you're calm, then walk away for self-preservation and a sense of sanity. Then how dare any professional make you feel bad about it? When mothers who can't get away or at their limit slash breaking point, I have heard a lot more severe and traumatizing incidents occurring that would suggest that maybe walking away was a better method. Being expected to be on and available mentally, emotionally, and physically all of the time is a lot of pressure. As influencers and professionals working hard to heal families and future generations, we cannot forget that parents are human too. And the mental stress of trying to predict how every single move we make and every single word we say may affect our children in the future is, in my opinion, causing more harm and a rather unnecessary stressor. It's more than enough to treat everyone with kindness and respect, including children, while remembering that the way we react and respond is often the blueprint of how children will react and respond to things. Isn't it enough pressure knowing that our behaviors, everything we do, is affecting our child's development in some way? The rest is just too much. We can raise good humans that are not carrying tons of traumatic experiences without driving ourselves crazy trying to keep up with the latest parenting trend simply by being good humans. A few years ago, myself and a co-worker slash fellow mama were pulling together a workshop on parenting styles. As child development professionals, we are both very familiar with the top parenting experts and books. But as we tried to choose one book to guide the workshop, we couldn't. You know why? Because there is no style that we could publicly endorse as the golden method. No one style works for every family, nor every child within a family. So much came from our conversations working together on this workshop. Together, we shared our diverse life and parenting experiences. We talked about why it is important to offer non-judgmental support to parents trying to unlearn the parenting behaviors that they were taught and how nothing happens overnight. We discussed how some black parents use spankings and other quote unquote harsh methods of parenting because history has taught them taught us that if we don't keep our children in line, monitoring their behaviors, being sure they come off as well-mannered, someone else will, and it could cost their lives. Years ago, it was the slave master. These days, it could be the police or a privileged gun-slinging white civilian claiming to stand their ground, or Karen policing every situation. I can't tell you how many times I've seen white children play freely on the playground as their parents enjoy a nice day out, while a black parent, including myself, 
is watching every single move our child makes, encouraging them to follow all the written and unwritten playground rules. Give people space, etc., etc., because what a white child does on the playground can quickly turn into a police investigation when black children are involved. I should also mention that I am working on being more relaxed when my children play in public as I understand the impact. I also understand the impact of spankings and all of those things. But you have to give people time and you can't be judgmental when they've learned these things for years and it's instilled in them. Just offer positive, warm, caring affirmations that they're doing a good job and the best that they can because in the end, most of us really are just trying to be the best parent we can. But back on topic, my coworker and I found that it would be more beneficial to offer a wealth of resources on the topic of parenting styles and give parents the option to choose what worked best for them individually. Because as parents, that's what we typically do. We take what we can use and leave what we can't. So while I myself follow several parenting experts on social media, I understand that there is no holy grail to parenting. And deciding not to incorporate every new conscious or positive parenting suggestion is not going to drastically change my life one way or another. Most of us are, as I said, good parents who want what's best for our children. Recently, and very often, my daughter's response to being told that she can't do or have something is intense, and her behavior can be out of control. On this particular day, her flailing body response caused her a natural consequence of hurting herself. As it happened, I immediately wondered how I should respond. What would other parenting experts think if I didn't run to her with open arms? But it had been a long day, and this, of course, was not the first time that day that I had to support one of my kids through an emotional episode and help them find their way while personally coping with the challenging behavior. So I decided to simply state that it was a natural consequence to her flailing her body. After a minute, I followed up by saying that my response was not because I didn't care about her energy or her injury or her feelings, not because I did not care, and because I was frustrated. I was frustrated with how she consistently responded to not having her way. Well, anyway, we went on to prepare for bed, and as we did our nightly routine, she shared that hitting her head was her low, which gave me another opportunity to express my empathy, but guess what she was grateful for? Guess what she said? She was grateful for having a family that loves her, even when she doesn't make good choices. 
That didn't come from any book or social media influencer. It came from countless conversations with my children during calm times of our day of me telling them that there is nothing they can do to make me not love them. We talk through the worst scenarios they can come up with, and the answer remains the same. So at a moment when I was too triggered to respond as a rescuer, rescuer, only able to utter a matter-of-fact tone statement, I was later affirmed by her that my human moment did not break her. It did not break her because occasional moments of uncertainty, of less than supermom behavior, it doesn't negate all the work that we put in day to day, most of the day, showing our kids that they are loved. Mamas are humans with feelings and emotions. Kids need to know just as we are strong, we are also soft and vulnerable. That's how they will learn that they too can be both. This episode is loaded with lots of things I'd like you to take from it. But overall, for today's herb, I'll just say, sis, you're doing a good job. Until next time, take care and be well, mamas. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and encourage you to check out our YouTube channel, Our Families Doing Yoga, for simple, beginner-friendly yoga videos for the entire family. You can also connect with us on social media. And until the next time, remember, just like tea, we show our strength in hot water.